You are listening to the IoT for All Media Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IoT for All podcast on the IoT for All Media Network. I'm your host, Ryan Chacon, one of the co-creators of IoT for All. Now, before we jump into this episode, please don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or join our newsletter at iotforall.com newsletter to catch all the newest episodes as soon as they come out. Are you tired of overspending on data plans? Do you need more consistent coverage? Are you over-negotiating complicated contracts? Well, Simon IoT gets it. That's why they offer customized, transparent data services across the globe. Flexible contracts, taxes, and fees included in one simple price and user-friendly data management, your data is in your control. Their LTE SIM cards are scalable to your needs regardless of the industry you're in or the devices you need connected. Learn more at simoniot.com IFA. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the IoT for All podcast. Welcome, Adele, to the IoT for All show. How are things going on your end? I'm going great. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's great to have you. Uh, let's start off by having you do a quick introduction to our audience. Talk about your background experience. You know, anything you think would be relevant for our audience to get a better sense of who they're listening to. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, basically, my background was uh, it's all in life science. So I spent my entire life developing drugs uh, and medicines. When I was I used to was actually in the pharmaceutical sector, but I always have been like at the interface between the science and the technology, and always convinced that the two are complementing to, to each other. And I always uh, followed this route since my PhD, which I did actually in France, uh, dedicated especially to the oncology. And then went to the uh, pharmaceutical sector where basically uh, I built a lot of this informatic research, uh, mixing the science and the technology together. And uh, yeah, came to this country like in uh, early 2000 as a part of some of the merger happening I think, in this area and spent again 10 more years here and before really just taking off, uh, leaving the corporate side, going actually to the Silicon Valley, where I stayed actually more than six weeks, uh, six years, I think, and uh, spending basically my time doing a lot of med tech uh, entrepreneurial activities, get my first time a CEO position there. And always, again, I think at this area, how we can enable uh, technology to do a better job in terms of health outcome for people. So that's basically uh, my life. I just come back uh, here in uh, in the East Coast, like in 2018, where I come back a little bit to school uh, in Princeton, New Jersey, and where I actually met my co-founder, Professor Ja, uh, which we started actually New Tigers. Uh, this is basically the, a short uh, story about uh, 20 years uh, of my life. Fantastic. So tell me a little bit more about New Tigers. I know obviously it's out of Princeton, which is the, where the Tigers name comes from. Uh, or Tigers, part of your name comes from. Um, but tell us a little bit more about kind of the story behind the founding of the company, what you all do, and kind of the opportunity you saw in the market to kind of to start this um, start this project. Yeah, I think the. I mean, I think when you're looking to the the, the history of what New Tigers is doing right now, which is basically. IoT-based AI-powered companies for many different use cases and all mm-hmm. core business is really related to healthcare. But one of the key challenges there was always, you know, how I can actually do more inference and trying to identify some of the really I mean, onset of the symptoms before something big just happened. And I have been through a lot of personal stories, unfortunately, in my life when it comes mm-hmm. to Healthcare. I lost my sister from a breast cancer. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, with something which has been built up for two years without noticing anything. 
have something happening, I think, with my Amy uh, Ancore, which I actually uh, um, also think we lost him, I think, from a heart, heart attack. So really, the, the so then it comes really then to these questions, you know, how how we can actually, uh, I mean, monitor and just help identify this early onset of all these the major killer disease. So that was really the motivation. So about what they have been doing for the last 20 years. And again, I think when I met actually Professor Jean, I was actually coming back to the school, learning more about all this edge computing, so this, uh, this uh, AI energy efficiencies. Mm-hmm. I, I met him actually uh, during one of his uh, courses and uh, he was uh, dedicated to edge computing, which is really a fascinating Word in the sense that a lot of these solutions for the last five years were mostly cloud-based, but uh, Professor Jha has been basically doing 30 years of this research and how we can actually make this complex kind of technology available or portable in more resource and uh, the, uh, space uh, uh, constrained uh, environment, like uh, any edge device. An edge device right. is just basically a connected object. Right. So, so that, that's where really it started. And, and what New Tigers is doing is basically packaging all this great innovation uh, happening in the IoT medical devices. Um, in additions to a lot of these innovations in deep learning. And then, of course, I think focusing some of the core problem, which never been solved before. And healthcare, of course, I think was a big one. Right. And that's the reason New Tigers is focusing primarily at that stage of developing uh, or applying this commercial, uh, commercially, all this innovation from Princeton. That's fantastic. I appreciate that kind of backstory. It's been a, seems like a very exciting kind of journey to where you all are now. Um, I wanted to dive in a little bit more to kind of the offerings and talk about some of the things that you all are doing. So I know you have, um, or I guess talk to us a little bit more about COVID deep, kind of what that is and the challenges that you all came across when building that solution. Yeah, I think that, again, I think when I met Professor Jaffe, he was actually doing some proof of concept in the area of diabetes and mm. mental health. Um, and and the really the hypothesis at that time, that's basically when you have like a disease, it's actually printed in your body, right? And then you can mm-hmm. capture some very uh, informative information from your physiological signals, whether it's related to your heart uh, uh, electrical activities, your skin temperature, your oxygen saturations. Actually, uh, all this information is basically digitally, uh, I mean, related to uh, any medical conditions. Uh, And that was actually like the the initial premise. But it's one thing, of course, to do the hypothesis. It's another thing just to prove it. And that's what he started actually doing that in the area of diabetes and how it works, we are using some of these medical devices, whether it's a smartwatch, which has a lot of these medical sensors, which has been, by the way, approved by in general the regulations, so whether in Europe or here in the United States. When you have some of these connected watches now, which has an EKG, I mean, this is right. like a clinically validated EKG replacing these bulky things you can actually have at the hospital. Mm. So the challenge then, then was how I can actually decipher all these the different data coming from this physiological, which you capture from these sensors and make sense of it and trying to differentiate somebody who can be healthy versus who can be, for example, diabetics type right. one or diabetics type two. Sure. And that's basically... The, the premise of a lot of things I think we're doing 
uh, here at New Tigers. And, and the way which comes actually to COVID-19, we pivoted actually uh, after this proof of concept in diabetes and in mental health, like uh, early 2020, there was like a big professor actually in the Pavia in, in Italy, who is the one of the major influential in, uh, inf- uh, in infectious disease and mm. who learned about some of the paper we did in the proof of concept. And he contacted us and back and saying, okay, can you do this actually for COVID-19? It was actually March 20 last year uh, is the middle of the pandemic. Can you can imagine going right, right, right. there as scared with my CTO, I think going there, collect the data and the way it works. I think we're going and connecting, giving actually the, a smartwatch to a different cohort uh, and the cohort mm. are separated be- between people which are healthy versus mm-hmm. the people who has this COVID-19. And, and right. uh, as you know, there's actually these three different uh, kind of severity of the disease, whether it can be asymptomatic positive, that means you have the virus, but you don't see, don't right. show any symptom. Right. And plus the severity of the people which has, uh, I mean, these symptoms, whether they can stay at home or they, they can be unfortunately need to be oxygenated or even intubated at the hospital. So right. we, we put the, this uh, sensors uh, device uh, through a smart uh, smartwatch on, on those guys in general is 30 uh, participants per cohort just for uh, okay. to build up the statistical power. And you get all these data and it's pretty actually, and that's one of really the innovation there, the uh, the data collection is pretty quick. It's a, it's like one month when you compare like a drug development where you need like years of collecting data before proving the even the initial proof of concept of your product. Here, this kind of the pivotal clinical uh, trial when you're using this kind of uh, technologies is between one to two months. So you collect this data and this is then where the secret source, I think, which we have, I think, with Princeton University through some of this uh, deep learning technology, we're able to generate models who can actually classify a person being like, uh, I mean, negative or versus positive with these different severities uh, of the disease. So once you get this uh, model, you can actually then, uh, because of this characteristic of the technology we have licensed to Princeton University, we making these very complex neural networks, I think very light, still accurate, uh, very energy efficient. So you can actually embed them in Mm -hmm. any edge device or any connected object, whether it's a, of course, the smartwatch itself, or it could be your, of course, I think the smartphone, or it could right. be like even a ring, a connected ring. So you can actually then afterwards, you can do the inference actually within the edge device. And you don't need any connections to any cloud to preserve your security and your privacy. That's fantastic. That's great. And are there any other um, use cases or kind of, uh, you know, applications of your all's technology that you'd be willing to kind of share with our audience to talk a little bit more about what you all are doing? I mean, I think perhaps one of the important things I think just I uh, want to just to emphasize, uh, uh, Ryan, first of all, I think the, uh, and that's really the kind of uh, feedback and uh, interaction we're having. There's sure. a lot of education to do about this kind of uh, solutions, uh, healthcare solutions, uh, which are more integrated technologies. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems a little bit magic to some extent, but this is the piece of new targets who are really doing the hard work. I think working sure. with a clinical expert, basically uh, generating the, this data, the, the proof uh, through clinical studies and actually COVID deep right now, it's actually under review at the FDA. 
So which is just telling you it's not a toy, it's a reality today right. using this very uh, integrated AI and uh, sensor-based medical devices, we can actually read the body and hopefully distinguish a, a particular medical condition from another one. But as you, as you have said, right, I think that this is a technology which can be, uh, I mean, the, uh, the transports to many verticals. And uh, another one, for example, something which we heard even ourselves just last year, we have been c- c- contacted by a smart, actually smart footwear company. Mm. And, and to our big surprise, I think, why actually are, are, you, are you connecting us? So, and the, and the reason is, is that basically had like a smart insole with embedded sensors there, which can capture basically the mobility of the person. So you, you have pressure sensors, you, of course, you have mobility sensors, you have these the GPS uh, kind of sensors there, geometers, right. et cetera, accelerometers. And actually... It's that's what we heard. Actually, I mean, your feet is telling a lot about actually your head. It's there's like eight thousand type of nerves which are basically at the end of uh, of your body. And if something is happening, your feet knows it. So the so there's plenty of application. One of the application, for example, is a lot of I think in health mobility disorders, I mean, mm-hmm. when it comes to Parkinson's or this kind of things. The same things, that's ex- exactly, we're taking this information from the sensors, right? And then we're able, for example, to classify somebody, some being basically sitting without no activity or running right. or going upstairs, downstairs, or loaded, just going upstairs or downstairs, for example. So you can identify a lot of kind of mobility patterns, which can actually have different purposes. Health, of course, is one of them, but security, for example, in plants, I think to be sure that, you know, as a plant manager, you understand, you can assess actually the, the risk of your uh, workforce, for example, so mm-hmm. in a particular environment. That's the kind of uh, very surprising applications when you have this kind of technology, which can be transported to many use cases. Okay. And uh, that's basically another example of that. But there's a lot of things happening in industrial IoT as well. So on the security side, um, how are you all kind of approaching the the security elements with all of this medical data and all this information that you're collecting? Um, I know you have a platform that's kind of, or at least a tool that that kind of focuses on security. Can you talk a little bit more about kind of how you're bringing that into everything that you have going on on the AI side and the you know the final application side? Sure. Uh, first of all, I think cybersecurity, I think, is huge, right? I think I want just right. to make sure, I think, with the, the technology we have licensed to this professor, everything we do at Metires is actually focused in uh, uh, IoT device, right? How I can mm-hmm. not only do, uh, like, derive applications for monitoring and screening for medical conditions, or how I can actually monitor somebody, uh, or how I can actually monitor a particular supply chain to do predictive maintenance for materials, for example. Of course, I think that, and we are completely unprepared. I mean, the cybersecurity is already a huge problem by itself, but we are living in a very hyper-connected world. There, There would be more than 80 billion kind of the uh, connected object, I think, by 2025. We're living in this hyper-connected world. And from the cybersecurity now, for the last five years, this is actually one of the primary target of the hackers, is the IoT device. Basically, I can hack your house through your temperature, 
monitoring, mm. for example, okay. or I can hack my medical device, my heart rate, embedded uh, heart rate, uh, for, for example, device just directly there. So I think that this is really the key things. I think we completely unprepared the industry mm. don't spend enough, I think, to protect basically all these cyber uh, physical network systems for all these connected objects. Gotcha. And the way we approach it is absolutely, uh, I mean, unique as well. Uh, and the, uh, in general, what you do, I think when you're looking for liabilities, you're basically just listening to the network, right? I think, and you identify a particular, particular liabilities, breaching a particular server uh, to access some of the data. And then you start patching. It's, it's all in this over reactive mode, which is inefficient, very costly, right? But mm-hmm. the way actually this professor, just actually just to attack it is really about again combining uh, the building blocks of all these uh, cyber threats you know i mean a a cyber attack it's basically a piece of software it's a piece of code which you can actually dissect like in different building blocks right and then you can of course so far there's like i think for the last five years i think more than 40 kind of iot based attack and the uh, one we generated this knowledge base of this building block and we are able to use then combine that with AI, learn from it with first stage is to reproduce actually the known attack, just building, mm-hmm. just from this knowledge base of this building uh, block of this, all these different attack, which happened actually in the, in the past. So, which was also, I think uh, already like a big, uh, a big, uh, the, the, uh, I mean, achievement, but one of the things we were not even actually able to publish that because one of the things I think you can do then from there. Okay. So from this knowledge base, you are able to reproduce, but what, what are the, the many possible? Because it's a combinatorial problem, right? right? You have all these different building blocks. Some of them are coming from one attack, but then they can actually be combined to come actually from what we call zero D attack. That's basically attack would never been have been um, and never happened yet, but mm-hmm. it are absolutely feasible, talking of course to the exter- expert, et cetera. So there were like 120 different new attacks which were possible. And that's what actually Shark, that's the, uh, the, the, the technology who's doing this. It's just right. basically building this knowledge base and then looking to identify a possible zero attack, zero D attack in the future. And of course, I think one of the things we did just very after is doing this defense, how we can actually design, I mean, this upfront defense. And then so you can actually anticipate this attack in the future. And that's what the, another uh, tools, the, another version of, the, of Shark, which is more like the, uh, the, the attacking kind of piece that Gravitas is helping answer uh, uh, all these defense aspects. So in the right. future now, what you're going to have with this kind of tools in any cyber physical system, you can actually not only install this silent uh, kind of smart uh, cyber agent, or it's not only knows already what happened in the past, so, so they can mm-hmm. block them right away, but more importantly, actually anticipate and have already the defense for something never happened before. So gotcha. that's that's the uniqueness uh, of what actually Professor Jair has developed uh, at Princeton. Which gotcha. we are using now again in many applications because, of course, healthcare it's a big it's a it's mm-hmm. a big one, of course. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I appreciate that kind of information. That's great to kind of understand a little bit more into what you're doing on the security side. I did want to um, kind of expand on a few topics we've talked about here as we're kind of finishing up. And 
The main topic I wanted to explore was a little bit more about Edge AI and talking to our audience briefly about what Edge AI actually is and kind of the benefits of Edge AI versus traditional AI being done in the cloud um, and how that overall is impacting IoT. Yeah, of course. I think when we're talking about Edge AI, it's basically any uh, possible smart connected object, right? Okay. It's really how we can actually report or embed a lot of these intelligent services in in connected object. And that's what basically edge is is about. It's not in the cloud, it's it's at the edge. So that that's one. I think, and, and it's, of course, I think it's a big, big problem because most of these uh, AI technologies or the, 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 the neural network model which are generated are not only, uh, I think, very big, I think that's one, but also they are very energy consuming. So that's the reason most of the time they need this cloud-based kind of infrastructure to do uh, whatever the training, generate these models and also use them to do the inference predictions on them. Right. So, uh, and this is where the innovation is coming through some of the uh, kind of lab from Professor Zhao, who's actually taking all these fantastic uh, capabilities now able just to put them like in this edge uh, kind of uh, resource and energy uh, constraint environment uh, or with edge AI. So what does it do, right? I think that's the question. And um, it's fair to ask, why actually are mm -hmm. you doing this? I think if I can run that in the cloud, you know, um, that doesn't care, I think, where I think it can be run, so long as I have the service I'm looking for. Actually, there's uh, three big things. I think that, the first of all, the trend is really toward how I can actually get, you know, ensure my, preserve my privacy and my security. And as, as you know, infiltrating the cloud environment, there's much more exposure, much more risk. And basically having, porting this kind of uh, capabilities in edge device increase actually and preserve more actually your privacy security. Privacy, for example. So we have, again, a proof of concept which we now, I think we are in the way to productize is predicting depression, right? Using the same uh, platform, basically connected devices, who has all these uh, uh, smart sensors, you capture the information about your physiological signals, and then you do this proof of uh, clinical, you get basically able to generate a model which can differentiate somebody from being in baseline healthy versus somebody who can be in the rise to be uh, depressive, right? right? Imagine you have that in your iPhone, right? And that's something which can be hacked, right? I think all the inference you're doing, some, some days you're okay, sometimes unfortunately you're in this depression mode. You don't want that to be hacked, right? Uh, and that's really one of the uh, premise of the Edge AI. The other uh, importance is preserving your privacy and the people are under the control of this data. We, we used to, unfortunately, to, to have all bruising kind of history data or habit, to the uh, buying habit just uh, stolen by many kind of different companies. I mean, a lot of people are not ready that for their healthcare information. So they want to be that to be secure. They want to be private and they uh, in control of all these kind of, uh, of the data. And that's really one of the added value of having uh, mm -hmm. all these uh, new capabilities embedded in edge devices. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. And where do you kind of see um, edge AI playing kind of a leading role in certain industries? Or are there certain industries where you see edge AI playing a bigger role? Uh, and kind of where do you see, I guess, the largest growth potential for edge AI to kind of be involved 
in different use cases or particular use cases that may come to mind? Yeah, I mean, cybersecurity is again, it's like a common ground. So there's going to be uh, cybersecurity for IoT overall. So I think it doesn't matter whether it's in healthcare or it's a, it's a connected object, right? Okay. But right. Uh, when it comes to uh, IoT AI, uh, uh, edge AI, I think there's really huge opportunities in the area of industrial IoT. We're starting actually talking to the aerospace, and and uh, I mean. Producing like a helicopter, it's a pretty complex, but already a piece of it, like a blade of the uh, helicopter, it's, I mean, huge raw information along the supply right. sand, different materials which need to be used, et cetera, to, to ensure the quality basic of this blade at the end, right? And one of the challenge is really how I can, now that a lot of this supply chain is getting connected with a lot of s- smart sensors, which can... I mean, collect the information about the vibrations, the uh, imagery, for example, to detect any defect. So this is where I think that I think this industry is completely behind uh, when it comes to these AI efficiencies. I think uh, along the value chain, uh, okay. we believe this is really a huge vertical, which we already have been interacting with some major player in the area. Right. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's, those are great points. Um, Edge AI is something we've been talking kind of about here and there, but not into the detail I think it deserves with the role that it's definitely starting to grow and play um, in IoT solutions. So, so this has been fantastic. I do want to ask, is there anything kind of new and exciting coming out of um, New Tigers anytime soon or anything our audience should pay attention to? And at the same time, um, what's the best way for people to follow up, to ask questions or learn more? Yeah, sure. I think the, uh, the, the thank you for asking that, Ryan. Appreciate that. I think uh, all, New Tigers actually were raising uh, the our Series A money right now. Nice. I think that's a great moment, I think, to be involved, and especially for the people interested about really the new normal in healthcare is going to be more about virtual care, more and more delivered through telemedicine, mm-hmm. for example. We are heavily, uh, obviously, embedded there, and we are one of the pioneers in, the, in this area. Uh, the second, of course, I think we have our... Uh, New Tigers website, uh, the, you know, www.newtigers.com. I think you can learn a lot of things about what we do. And the next for us really, uh, innovations is really about really addressing more medical unmet need. We're working, for example, in new category of the product instead of just doing screening, which is like right. the COVID deep, right? I think whether you're positive or negative, we're going to actually we're developing new category of the product using this sensor-based uh, technology to monitor the exacerbations of gotcha. medical conditions, like gotcha. uh, one of them, and that one of the next product, it's for sickle cell anemia, which is a horrible disease. And we're working mm. with the community of this disease to improve basically uh, uh, their quality of life using this kind of technology. Well, that's fantastic. Well, I wish you all the best of luck with kind of all those projects as well as the Series A uh, raising round. Um, sounds sounds like a lot of exciting things going on. I'm sure that money, when you're able to complete the round, will go to some good use. So so thanks again for for taking the time to to connect today and kind of sharing your insights on what you have going on as well as all the Edge, edge AI um, you know, in-depth knowledge that you were able to kind of share with our audience there. So I really appreciate it. And, and thanks again for being on the show. Yeah. And um, yeah, thank you, Ryan. And just for past one thing's final thought, I mm-hmm. like actually your model about IoT for all, because <laughs> I think one of the really also motivation we have, how we can actually democratize to uh, the access to these very complex, I think, technologies. And that's the reason also for us in New Tigers is the intelligence for all. So I, th- yeah. I like the similarity between the model. And thank you so much for thank the invitations. Thank you. Uh, 
I'm certainly looking forward, I think, perhaps the next event coming back in the show as well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of what we're doing aligns with what you're trying to accomplish um, at at least a philosophical level. So, So this has been great. And I definitely would love to have you back at some point in the future. Yeah, thank you so much and uh, have a good day. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us this week on the IoT for All podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave us a rating or review and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Also, if you have a guest you'd like to see on the show, please drop us a note at ryan.iotforall.com and we'll do everything we can to get them as a featured guest. Other than that, thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.